Hello everyone, this is Matthias. Welcome to another episode of the Financial Independence Europe podcast. Today again, it's time for our second Community Friday with questions that you sent over to us and you're obviously curious about. In short, the first question is about what to do next when you set up your brokerage account and you kind of overwhelmed with all these heaps of information out there. And the second question is about what tools you can use to plan, track and forecast your journey to FI, especially when you're living in Europe. If you want to discuss what we said in the episode, please go to the show notes at financial-independence.eu and leave us a comment. So get yourself a coffee and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Financial Independence Europe podcast, where we interview people from all 44 European countries, all of them, about optimizing your life, geo arbitrage, and making the most of your money. This was your hosts, Alvar, Armin, and Matthias. So, hello, everybody. Welcome back again to our Friday question community answer session stuff. So, today we've got two amazing questions uh, from Reddit. A few days ago, I posted there asking, okay, what should we uh, talk about in our next community episode? And, like, kind of process and inform you guys about. So, we've got two really great questions that are both, like, kind of like beginner and opening questions, but can be really, really valuable um, for listeners, for people who just really want to get started with FIRE. Um, the really question just to get started out and to start with question number one, which was submitted by uh, BF212. Um, I've got a question. How do I get started? Uh, I've opened a Jira account, but I've got no idea what to do next. There's lots of information um, in the comments regarding like buying bonds, ETFs, indexes, etc. Uh, but I have no idea which ones to go for. Um, yeah, like I personally find this a really interesting question because it's pretty much like, okay, I've started out, I'm familiar with um, the basics of FIRE, I've opened a brokerage account, I've deposited some cash, but how do I get started? Which ETFs do I buy? Um, where do I go from there? And like, there are lots and lots of blogs out there that give advice, like go for like an extremely simple portfolio, uh, balance yourself out, or just simply only go for Vanguard funds. So to keep this simple um, for this episode, what we really want to do is just like give a general, um, yeah, process recommendation of like how you can approach this and also how we uh, go for this personally, because there's so many things you can um, purchase. There's no point going into every single detail into them. So um, what I really would like to ask is like how my co-hosts um, approach this, like in terms of like when they started out, um, like how did they purchase their first ETFs and like how did they like evaluate them? And I know that one of my co-hosts, Erminta, started out with this uh, roughly a year ago. And I'm really, really curious, like, right, when she started, like, how did it go? What did she, like, see? What made her spread out? So, Erminta, can you please give me your take on this? Hello, everyone. Yes, it's me, Araminta. It's funny because I started really recently, like uh, just over a year ago, I was exactly at the same uh, point as PF212. I was, uh, I had no idea about personal finance and I wanted to get started. The only thing I had read was Rich Dad, Poor Dad and I was going to start, um, I was going to start investing, but I didn't know where to start. And so, uh, yeah, now one year later, I kind of uh, know how to get started and I'm with a personal finance blog and a podcast, I definitely... 
I have a bit more experience in this area. So really my, my advice would be, and uh, this, this comes from Barney also, the escape artist, uh, is to keep it simple, right? Take baby steps, celebrate the small wins, uh, and just do step-by-step, step, try and improve your um, investing situation. So in this question, we're, we're really, um, what we're talking about is how to get started with investing uh, when your final goal is financial independence. So we talk quite a lot about this um, in the latest uh, Barney episode because he um, he uh, gives advice to people coming out of uh, university and how they need to um, get started. So how would I start? So really, it's true that it does depend on which country you're in. But here are some uh, simple generic steps that anyone could really follow. Um, taking into account that you've probably read some books, you understand a bit uh, what investing is about, you know the basics, what you really need to do is to 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 take action, to start actually investing. Uh, the best would be to open a tax-efficient investment vehicle. So you want something that's going to protect you from taxes. Uh, in the UK, we have the ISA. You can put in 20,000 a year um, maximum. And then you have maybe a pension plan in different countries like Spain. You have the Fisca in Switzerland. Uh, and Matthias and Alvar probably know what's equivalent in uh, the Netherlands and Germany. So really, you want to be opening a tax-efficient um, account. And then from there, you you simply start investing in simple, basic, global index funds. So uh, hopefully you know what that means, which is, you know, buying the entire market instead of stocks or an ETF. It's just buying, like, owning a tiny percentage of all the companies in a market. That could be the S&P 500. It could be the FTSE, uh, the FTSE 100 in um, the UK. It depends. But um, I would go for a global index fund. And then also, obviously, important that it's cheap. In the UK, you can go through uh, platforms like Vanguard, the Share Center. And depending on the country that you're in, there will be different equivalents. Over here, you talk about DeZero. Uh, this is what our original poster talks about. But the thing about DeZero is you can't open an ISA. Like, you can't open a individual savings account or something that will protect you against tax. So depending on a country in, that you're in, you maybe want to look for something better. So yeah, basically you just want to have invest in global index funds. Look for those words in the fund. So Vanguard has a few of those. There's also life strategy. If you look into the details of every fund, you can see whether it's global, whether it's an index fund, and you can also look at the fees. So really that's the most important. And then after that, you just you keep investing monthly, like uh, a direct debit or just out of your paycheck, you keep investing, you take a percentage of your income and you do this every month and slowly it's going to build up. And that's how you slowly, you know, build your portfolio to eventually reach a financial independence. And then eventually, once you're um, a bit more more pro into this, you can check out, you know, dividend investing, peer-to-peer. -peer. But really, what's the most important, I think, is to start small and start, you know, bit by bit. Don't be like, oh, I want to do everything at once, because that's what happened to me. And I wanted to try everything, and then I got overwhelmed, and then I didn't do anything. So the best is to just start small, look for the right platform with cheap fees, well, low fees, sorry, and then look for the global index fund and then start paying in every month. And then from there, you can see whether you want to continue. But yeah, start simple, cheap and global index funds. That's how I would recommend. Okay, Armenta, I really like that answer because it pretty much means, okay, hey, um, learn the basics, start growing and learn over time, like not go straight away with all your money at once in it, but get yourself a standard world tracker fund 
buy into it and then grow over time. But while your asset classes slash wealth grows, your knowledge grows as well. So you, you go to the more complicated slash riskier asset classes over time, evolve like that. And, um, you know, I really like that take. So, Matthias, do you have anything to add to that? Um, of course, I, I would say I did it not like Araminta, so I'm... I started in the wrong order in my investment life. So I started in the last decade with some stocks I got from my parents. That was somehow risky. And then while studying, I just researched and found other investment opportunities, not always the best ones, without a strategy or maybe a value strategy, I would say. And then I moved on to the high-risk stuff, like crowd investing in, into startups, because I said, okay, I need to go, uh, I want to have more money and I don't want to work all my life because before I knew that there was something like FI. And so I invested in startups and these platforms. I'm not really done right now. So, so not every investment has shown the results I wanted. And then I started finally to read about, that was maybe like 2012, 13, started to read a lot of books, same books like you read maybe like uh, Robert Kiyosaki and I also organized casual games and then I started to have different strategies and follow them and now I, I'm doing the low risk stuff like ETF peer-to-peer -peer is for, for me peer-to-peer -peer is uh, low risk but um, I wouldn't uh, say that in a podcast you know and the most important thing is of course um, to start with an, an ETF I would say just get your um, broker account start with an ETF I mean, that's a kind of rocket science, which ETF portfolio to, to do. You can find like a thousand different answers in the internet. Uh, if you don't want to think about it all day long, you can just use the Vanguard FTSE All World in Europe. So currency is, is Euro. And later on, maybe add a Vanguard All World Bond ETF. And then you're done. You can save every month. And then I would uh, focus on learning more, for example, listening to our podcast, of course, and um, increasing your income and lowering your cost because then you have more to invest. And then if you acquired new skills to increase your income and you lowered your cost, then I would say it's the right time to go further on the way, like find a side hustle or get some new knowledge for other strategies like real estate or you can collect uh, vinyl or you can fix and flip Lego or do an F Amazon FBA. You can find different side hustles, other investment strategies like options and so on. But um, that's not the things you should do in the first two years, I would say. So you agree that uh, start simple, start global, like diversified, um, don't go like doing crazy stuff. You agree with with what I recommend? Yes, of course. Um, I mean, if you're a nerd, you can. Sometimes nerds tend to to dig very deep into the details, but I, I, there's no value in it in the beginning. Um, just start with the ETF, and um, at the same time, you can dig deeper and learn more and do small experiments. Yeah, you can say like I'm I'm using ETFs, but I also want to try like for, with hundred euros, I want to try peer to peer, or I want to try another strategy with very uh, few money. And then after a couple of years or months, you see 
if that also works out, but you don't have to do that. Um, it's not a basic pillar. Yeah, so Matthias talks about ETFs. I talk about index funds, but really they're very similar. Uh, ETFs are s simply more flexible. You can sell or buy an ETF. For example, I want to buy an ETF for Asian companies only or buy an ETF for tech companies only. They're much more specific, whereas index funds is very like generic. I will buy an entire market with an index fund, and which is why I recommend uh, with ETFs you have way more choice. And if you're a beginner, I recommend index funds because there's less choice and you can just, you can't really go wrong with index funds. You just, you know, buy a global index fund and then you're done. ETF, if you want to be a bit more specific, that's great. You can do that. But as a beginner, I always recommend, you know, just start with an index fund. But really when Matthias talks about ETFs, uh, he also means index funds and, and I also mean ETFs. It's quite interchangeable, but it's important to note the difference there. Anyway, sorry, Alvar, continue. Yes, so guys, thank you very much for that take on that. And this also um, connects nicely with our next question, um, which is like pretty much like the next step in uh, like the fire life discovery phase stuff. So this is more like towards like once you've already figured the investing part out, what you want, your goal, your number, etc. Right? This is really about, all right, how do I plan? So our next uh, question also comes from Reddit. And uh, the question goes as follows. So I'd be interested in platforms to plan your way to fire like and trajectory also fire tools that are really targeted or focused on the european market instead of the us market because that's like the thing we europeans experience quite often that every single spreadsheet or tool is just like set up with like all right hey 401k us based bank accounts us currency and not the european versions we would actually need of them and obviously that makes sense given the market that's way bigger and it makes sense for bloggers to make tools specifically for the us and for a blogger who can just attract a couple thousand like downloads or views or whatever based on that tool it makes less sense so it pretty much forces us Europeans to download those US tools, adjust them, change them, and go through endless spreadsheet troubles to actually get what we want. So our solution and take on this is pretty much gonna be like a combination of like, all right, hey, how is this situation kind of going? And how do we approach it personally? Like, how do we plan our FI journeys? What kind of tools do we use? What do we consider? Where do we get our information? And how do we evaluate those things? I found it actually a really interesting one because the nice thing about the three of us with all our different life phases and approaches is that um, it's gonna give us like a three-dimensional view on how to get this done and where to go from. And I would kind of actually like to get started with myself. Yes, really arrogant, of course. So anyway, how do I plan my own fire journey all right so we obviously work with the assumption that you know your number exactly already you know where to find the information etc so like what i personally use is the file lab from the med scientist he has a really awesome tool where you can just simply plug in your numbers expenses um and this will generate uh, a year for you where you can actually retire slash financially become financially independent and that's like what i personally use to track um, my number and my goals just every single month, um, throwing it in, checking it out. Um, so that's one. Uh, right next to that, I'm also using the pre-retirement app, which is like an app developed you can uh, for purely for financial independence purposes and for the people who just find it interesting like on their mobile phone to like kind of track, could have like a simple budget overview of like where they are and this app will just simply once in a week ask you, all right, like, hey, please update your expenses, please update this, please update your net worth. Um, and it works with general assumptions with like, all right, this will be your return on investment. Um, so long will it take, et cetera, um, for you to earn everything back, blah, blah, blah. Now, anyway, that's in general what I 
use in terms of like just pure planning, uh, like software-wise, tool-wise. Um, and then like actually, well, I have another one on top of that. So I also use the spreadsheet of no more waffles as my budget tracker. I will have absolutely link to that in the show notes, but no more waffles. I find he has a really nicely set up spreadsheet and he's not too crazy active anymore, but his spreadsheet is strong. It's still working fine. It's Google uh, spreadsheet based actually. So I find it nice to have it all online organized in Google Drive and simply once a month, sit down with my girlfriend, plug in the numbers for that month. Okay, nice. Then we roughly see how much we saved to what's all left. Nice, then we plug in uh, that number to um, the file lab of the Metfiantist, then we see a rough update of where we're at. And the pre-retirement app is just simply something for me, I find funny to like, kind of like on the sign track it and see things changing and just say it's like, all right, hey, you got 18 years uh, more to go or it gives you like updates with like, all right, this and this is coming soon. And you can really quickly like plug in numbers. For example, say I want to buy a television, it's 500 and I throw that number in there. It will tr- tell me straight away, hey, this will mean you are two months delayed in terms of becoming financial independent. So those are the terms of tools I use to plan and simply once a month sit down with girlfriends, go through it, overview, and that's like generally speaking how I get straight um, what's happening on my journey and potentially also based on that can adjust numbers, actions, savings, savings rate and everything if that might be needed. So like that's my take and my approach, but I'm still fairly, you know, in the beginning of my journey. And I'm also kind of curious, like, Matthias, how is your setup looking like in terms of planning? What kind of crazy monster spreadsheets have you got working for you? Why are you guessing that I have crazy monster spreadsheets? Um, you're German, you're Matthias, and you like details. <laughs> I'm not over-engineering. <laughs> um, yeah, I developed, uh, of course I developed, I'm starting like a German, developed um, a spreadsheet. I tried, before that I tried a whole bunch of apps, but it was really hard to over-engineer this, these apps and I had to engineer my own spreadsheets. So I have a Google spreadsheet. And first of all, I started with... Um, first of the month um, to get my net worth. So I have, I take the um, current amount of money in each strategy. So like in the savings account, in the one stock portfolio, in the other stock portfolio, in this peer-to-peer account and so on and so on. Then I aggregate the numbers to asset locations. So when I have like four peer-to-peer platforms, I, I may make one number out of it. So and then I have a, a chart where I see the different um, asset allocation. And then I have a chart and I see so two charts. So first chart is my net worth um, on a timeline. So I can see, okay, the net worth is going from the lower left side to the upper right side. And then I have another chart, which is the current asset allocation. And there I can see uh, how much I allocated in peer-to-peer and make sure that it's not too much. Then I have uh, another sheet, it's called expense rate. And there I see how much money I saved. To do that, I take the number of the net worth and I have another number that comes out of my bank account. And there I can categorize all my expenses. And then I see, okay, that's the amount of money I uh, spent it in the last month. And then I get my savings rate. And then I can compare with other people and they say, oh, your expense rate is slow. And, but then I say I have a family. <laughs> and yeah, that's it. And then I have, I track each strategy. Um, with the, for example, for the stock portfolio, I type in every um, sell and buy of stock and also the dividends and so on. So for each strategy, I have also some 
some tracking. And now as the nerd, come, uh, nerd stuff comes into place, I also experiment with a business intelligence tool where I just get the numbers from my Google spreadsheet into a dashboard. And then I can also um, look into it from my smartwatch. But that's just playing around, you know. <laughs> Another thing I would like to recommend is the Google spreadsheet of Mr. R Mr. Rest in Peace, Mr. Rip. Um, Retire in progress. And he has a really cool, really cool um, spreadsheet where he also shows his numbers. And yeah, and then there are a couple of uh, like uh, compound interest calculators which are interesting to calculate some scenarios. And there are a couple of German pages where you can... They have also financial independent calculators, really simple ones. Um, so there are, there are many of them. We can just link a few of them in the show notes. And yeah, that's it, I hope. Yeah, wow. Um, so you really are a spreadsheet guru. What would you call yourself? The spreadsheet master. I tried not to use a spreadsheet, but um, okay. there was all these tools are lacking uh, of different things. I also yeah. a couple of years ago I try, try, started with a friend to create a personal finance uh, management tool, but you it's really hard to get the information automated from all these different bank accounts. So now. Yeah. With a new PSD2 law by the European Union, you can get um, the data from the bank accounts, but you still cannot get the data from the peer-to-peer -peer, uh, lending platforms, which is uh, really terrible. There's one de developer in Facebook, I've seen that, that he um, um, created something to collect the numbers from peer-to-peer -peer platforms. Um, you can find it on GitHub, maybe you can also link it. Um, but it's still buggy. So you have to do all this manual work. And while you type in your numbers, you can also think about it. So just take some more time to think about your stock portfolio. What can you adjust? Um, can you um, decrease the risk in, in a way? Um, and for example, in peer-to-peer, -peer, I also check my auto-invest. And the crowd investing platforms in startups and uh, real estate, I also check how they are performing or if there are new deals available. So... For this routine, I would say two to four hours once a month. Wow. Yeah, but it's, it's crazy. There's so many tools that automate that in the US and we are just here having to deal with like, yeah, spreadsheets really. Um, because, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's fine, but it's, it's got its pros, but it's also got its cons. Anyway. That's the stupid part. I mean, it's good in the sense that um, it forces us to go for like crazy spreadsheets, customize everything and just figure that part out. But yeah, it's it would be nice to have something like personal capital, plug all your numbers in and I just have it set yeah. up like that. We don't have it. We just have to accept mm -hmm. it, deal with it um, and try to find like the best ways um, to like process it. And in the end, if it's two or four hours a month or like in my personal case, it's not even half an hour to 45 minutes. You're simply sitting down, yeah. looking in the numbers, going over, checking that. Um, it It's not going to kill you. It's doable. And it's also a good moment just simply to check up, check your bank statements. There's nothing weird happening because so often mm. like bank transfers or payments or your auto invest, like um, there is an update of the platform or something just simply changes that um, corrupts or changes up the way your investments are flowing. So yeah, 
it's inconvenient, but we do believe that it also has its benefits in that sense. And depending on personal taste, you can go, you can spend 20 hours on it, but it doesn't have to be crazy long. And you can go for simple setups, download the statements once a month, once a quarter, even if you want to, depending on just simply personal preference. So I think we've got a fair summary of how Matthias and I do it like that. But Armin, I'm actually personally curious. So you are at God. the moment living in Barcelona. I know you're not escaping. Um, <laughs> How, like, how do you do this? How do you budget? Like, how do you like plan all your money flows and income? And like, how's it looking like for you? Yeah. So, uh, as I said before, I I only started budgeting and getting serious about this um, recently, like a, a year ago, when I got into the whole world. Um, so, f- really, now uh, I have this post that actually maybe I should link to uh, from on on my website that says how to make a budget in ten minutes, and I swear. That is exactly what I do. Literally, I all I do is I connect my bank to this budgeting app called Yolt. Um, I love it. And you'll probably have your version of that in your country. And then I can immediately see all my expenses and then I budget from that app. So I put a limit. I can see uh, how much I spend and then I can see when I've overgone the limit or if I haven't. So I use an app and then, uh, like both you and Matthias, at the end of every month, I just pop in the numbers into um, into a spreadsheet and it literally takes me 10 minutes, that part. Um, and setting up the budget also takes like less than 10 minutes. And then um, as we've talked on another podcast, other stuff that I do is uh, the minute that I get my income, I take out a percentage and I put it into... Um, uh, into separate accounts so that I can work towards my goals, such as an emergency fund, uh, stocks, um, investing and all that. But anyway, um, if I'm going to talk more about resources and answer the question, it's such a personal thing, really. And as in Europe, we lack quite a lot of these tools that really what I recommend is just uh, learning as much as you can or educating yourself as much as you can and just personalizing your journey to financial independence because in Europe it really varies a lot. You know, we've, we had um, Jorgen that uh, does it through peer-to-peer lending. We have other people who do it through real estate. We have other people who do it through investing. So really it changes so much from person to person that the best advice that I could give is educate yourself. But there is a ton of, um, there are a ton of articles and great websites to do that. One way that I love uh, of learning about investing is seeing how others do it. And we're going to link this in the show notes, but Young Fi Guy, he, he has a blog and he has a great article on how he invests his money and his asset allocation. Foxy Monkey also has a great article on how he invests and so does Mustachium Post. So we're going to link those three articles. Another great website is, uh, so respectively, those are a British guy, a Greek guy living in Britain and Mustachian Post lives in uh, Switzerland. And then a great American website that although Americans still can apply to us is um, J.L. Collins, the author of The Simple Path to Wealth. He has a great website with amazing resources on like calculators, a stock series. He has a funny post on what happens if Vanguard gets nuked because, you know, in the personal finance world, everyone talks about Vanguard and he has a great article on, you know, what happens if Vanguard disappears. So this guy, and we're going to put all this in the art in the, the blog post, has some really amazing calculators, like an inflation calculator, a tax calculator, a fire calculator, literally anything you can imagine. And he has some really great uh, resources. So does the Monovator. He um, he has some a, a great blog with a lot of um, 
you know, stuff on, on how to invest. Uh, as we mentioned before, mad scientist. And then obviously crowdsourcing. So going on a Reddit group, going on the Facebook group. If you don't know something, just ask and see if someone else can help you. Because uh, as we say before, in, in Europe, everything is so different from country to country that... Um, yeah, it's hard to get some information. So really go onto the Reddit groups, go onto the Facebook groups, ask around uh, and you might, uh, and you can get some answers. But yeah, in terms of planning, as I said before, it's it's hard to say like each person is going to be so different, especially with so many different countries and so many different laws. That the best advice I can give is just, you know, try and learn as much as you can before you make decisions. Uh, yeah, maybe not the best specific advice, but that's all I can say. Because I just started really, like you, Alvar, I just, I'm a baby that's a completely um, fair, fair take on it. And thanks for that one. So um, I hope everybody enjoyed uh, the answers we have given. Um, and I think we uh, like got a fair summary of like what you can do in terms of planning, what you can do in terms of starting out, how you approach it and our personal takes on those situations. So thank you all very much for listening and we want to wish you an amazing day. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. We hope you learned something new and enjoyed the show. You can support us by doing this. Subscribing through your favorite podcast program and leaving us a review. Following us on Instagram and Twitter at Financial Independence Europe. Sending us an email with questions and feedback. We would love to hear from you. All the mentioned articles, books and cool resources can be found in the show notes at financial-independence.eu. Thank you for listening and see you next time.